Hello and welcome to How Did You Do It? I am back. My voice is a little shaky. It is quite early in the morning here. I wanted to let you guys know that I have loved the feedback that I have been getting from all of you. Some feedback has been beautiful and some feedback has been so constructive. And some strangers have gone and just given me no feedback, but um, low numbers of stars. So sending love to you guys too. Tell me. Actually, don't tell me. Just slide away from me. However, my little people pleaser heart is here to please you all. So I am going to be adding more structure into my podcasts. And I am also hearing what you guys are saying and what you're wanting from me in my questions to guests. So keep the feedback coming because it helps me make this more of a enjoyable podcast for you guys to listen to. A few of you had a few questions about the podcast process. So here's a little cute visualization for you. I've learned that as organized as I try to be, it is still so hard to have Every piece of my equipment charged. My head is currently on an angle because my headphones were dead. So I'm charging them as I speak and I'll probably end up with a crooked neck. But hey, got to get that content out. So we love that for me. I'm also learning that my laugh sounds so weird in this microphone and it really throws me off. I would love to be adding some cute little giggles here and there. But I'm going to insert what my last laugh sounded like so that you guys can hear exactly what I hear back when I listen to this back. Inserting laugh in three, two, one. Wait, did you guys hear that? That is what I hear back when I laugh. It sounds like that lady in that movie, The House Bunny or something, and she remembers people's names like (laughs) in that voice. I don't know why my laugh sounds like that. It's fine when I talk. Anyway, you guys don't care about my laugh, but it's just not a vibe to hear that noise. Today, I really wanted to touch on my intention for this podcast and just explain my why for it. And I'm also going to be touching on a bit of a story that happened to me two weeks ago and the topic of the emotion of forgiveness and what forgiveness is and why it's such a challenge for us to forgive. Let's get into the podcast process and my intention for the podcast. So the last few weeks I bought all the equipment for the podcast. I had my first couple of interviews. I had all of the motivation, all of the momentum and suddenly I had my algorithm turn to all different podcasts which is great But suddenly I felt lost in a world that is so saturated with millions of other podcasts. And not only that, it's other podcasts that are talking about similar things. I suddenly felt like, why am I in this space to be building content and an audience? And I had a lot of fear come up and I had a lot of self-doubts, negative talk. And so it's been a really interesting experiment for me to push through that lack of motivation and come back to my why. So what is my why? My why is I know that when I felt my most lost, my most lonely, I've turned to podcasts to gain perspective that there are other people who are on the other side of what I am going through. And 
sometimes you listen to a podcast on one topic and it's great and then you listen to another podcast on the same topic and you get different perspectives out of the same topic. So my why is really to connect us all into the human experience. It's a hard journey from the conversations I've had so far. You guys have seen one, but I've had about six that I have recorded that will be released over the next couple of weeks. And the general consensus is that life is hard, right? So it is up to us to find the joy and feel connected and push past our own boundaries. So when I come back to my intention and my why, I suddenly gain the momentum and the motivation to keep pushing through. For me, I know that I have turned to podcasts when I'm in a moment of feeling like A, I have space to listen to advice. B, I'm out in nature and I'm really tapping into my core depth, my thinking. I'm tapping into understanding and listening and intuition. I often turn to podcasts when I'm feeling like I need to listen to a friend speak. So where can I turn to find guidance? I have some internal demons about this because I would never want to seem like I am propping myself up on any type of pedestal to give guidance. However, I am also allowing myself to talk about things that I've learned without inflating my sense of self, without saying that I am above anyone because it always comes back to my why and my mantra, I am me, you are you. This isn't about my ego. It's not about what my inner voice is telling me. We are all going through our journeys. And I really want the intention of this podcast to hit home to those who are in a place of feeling stuck, who are in a place of not knowing what's next for them. And I'm really wanting people to be drawn to this podcast to feel a little less alone in their struggle and feel less lonely in their own sense of self because we're all figuring that out. I guess a part of me will always show up in some kind of filtered way because I'm not going to show up when I'm hysterically crying. Only a couple of days ago, I wasn't able to turn on the mic because my own stuff was showing up and I was avoiding dealing with it and I was turning to everybody else, trying to find how I could get through the certain trigger. And it was only when I faced the feeling directly, lent into it, hugged myself through it that that feeling eased and I was able to gain calm and perspective again and it's such hard work it's such hard work to choose to do that it's so much easier to call a friend or call a family member or call someone your partner whoever and talk about something that was hard but it doesn't actually equal facing that feeling itself facing it letting it show itself however it might show up maybe it's anger maybe it's fear, sadness, it's all linked to something underlying when we look deep in. And it's lonely work, but it's only lonely when you avoid it because when you meet it, all of the loneliness eases because you understand yourself and you realize how to show up for yourself. And if I could have one wish, it would be that we are taught as individuals to meet ourselves, to find ourselves, love ourselves, and not have to rely on anything other than that. Starting this podcast, I'm putting myself out into the world, which feels really vulnerable because why would I be putting myself out there for people to judge? Why would I be putting myself out there for people to give me feedback that feels really icky and feels like it doesn't relate? But 
I come back to my why and I come back to the fact that this podcast will hit who needs to hear it and that keeps me going because it was so desperately what I needed to hear for such a long time and it took a long time to find the people who were able to share that light with me and I look through parts of my journey where I abandoned myself and I didn't listen to myself and I didn't have that guidance and those were hard times. If I had not have gone through those hard times, I wouldn't be where I am today with my toolkit. And I guess that's what we're all doing. We're building up this toolkit of self-management. But so many of us are so quick to look at other people and judge what they're not doing instead of looking into ourselves and realize what we're not doing for ourselves. We have choice over our thoughts, our words, our actions. I was having a conversation with one of my guests and we were talking offline about why it's so hard to let people into your own suffering. And I had this realization that I'm not being my entire vulnerable self. And let's get real for a sec. I'm not about to delve into my life experiences that have been traumatic, but there's definitely a part of me that holds back from being judged. There might be people listening who know me as a person, but in their story, I'm not anything other than a villain because we all play characters in someone else's story. And I can count on one hand, maybe two if I really delve into it, as to how I've been a lesson to somebody else and how I've caused pain onto somebody else. And I think when you're someone who takes emotions and life and a journey so seriously it's really hard to confront that and to allow that to be the fact that for some people you aren't going to be a person that they look onto with a positive light and allowing myself to still show up I wanted to bring you into a little story you know those memories that are so character building that you just know that you're not going to forget them one of mine was maybe four years ago at work and I had to make a phone call to someone that wasn't going to like what I had to say on this phone call. And as I knew, they absolutely did not like what I had to say on this phone call. And this person went off at me and they started yelling at me. They started swearing. They basically called me the devil without explicitly saying it. And at the time when I made that phone call and had that reaction, I got the butterflies in my stomach. I squirmed a little bit in my chair. But other than that, I wasn't too phased by the phone call. It was uncomfortable, but I hung up the phone and thought, okay, that wasn't an enjoyable experience, but I never have to do it again. However, what it did do is tattoo that person in my brain as, do not go near, bad person, do not cross, almost like that red tape in movies. This person, in my mind, lives behind that red tape in a little box labeled danger. So I was in yoga the other day and you probably, you will see the guests that I speak to. It's a common theme that pops up. I go to yoga. I love yoga. Yoga has been there for me through everything. The other day I was sitting on my mat. I was taking my grounding breaths and the teacher goes, all right, everyone, say hi to your neighbor. Give them a smile. And I look next to me and lo and behold, four years on, 
there that person was right next to me, what felt like in my safe space, my practice, my me time, this person was right there. So you can imagine my thoughts went a little bit like this. The teacher goes, all right, everybody, let's ground the body and let's take three deep breaths. Cue my thoughts. They wouldn't even know how to take deep breaths if it hit them in the face. I wonder what would happen if I went up and told that person another moment in life when they should have been taking deep breaths rather than yelling and calling me the devil. I wonder if this is a new thing that they've learned to do to take deep, calming breaths, or is this something that they've just chosen to learn about in this new chapter of their life, and why are they next to me? I hope this person gets no benefit out of this practice. I hope that this person suffers. Here I was going on and on, the whole practice. My mind was on that person's mat rather than my own. So I saw that person leave the studio with a smile on their face, with the post-yoga glow. There I was angry. I was like, this person who spoke to me in such a horrible manner in something that was a result of a conversation I needed to have due to an action that they had taken, this person blamed me. And there I was all those years on reacting to the fact that this person made me feel so uncomfortable. It didn't really stop there for me. It didn't really stop there for me. We can welcome in my ego into this space. In the car on the way home, my ego. What a waste of my practice focusing on someone else. I got no benefit out of that. I hope that person doesn't come into that space when I'm there. This is my safe space. Why is this person next to me? Why is this person here? Why out of all of the yoga studios, all of the timetables, were we? why were we next to each other on each other's mat? Come on and on it went. And then I started thinking about the topic of forgiveness. And it reminded me of this conversation I had with a friend not long ago where we were talking about what even is forgiveness? What does it actually mean to forgive someone? Because in my mind, forgiveness has always been painted out or I've always translated it into someone else's actions were okay, so we must forgive them or let it go. It doesn't matter what happened to you. Let it go. It doesn't matter that hurt you. Forgive them. Forgive and let go. What even is that? Because put someone in front of me that really has challenged me or someone who has hurt me and forgiveness doesn't stand there. I, I can still react in ways of anger, ego, pain, hurt. And we started talking about the process of what it means to forgive. And I don't know if anyone has perfected the art of forgiveness. And if they have, I'd love to speak to them. If anyone knows of anyone who is an expert on the topic of forgiveness, please, let's chat. So I started taking notes. I started trying to research. I didn't really come across much. But I got into this conversation with a friend and we were talking about Maybe forgiveness is meeting yourself. I accept that this pain happened to me. It doesn't make it okay. It's not what I chose. Maybe forgiveness is holding yourself through the pain that comes up. Okay, I see you. I see this hurt. I see this pain. And I'm going to breathe into it. And I'm going to hold myself through it as this emotion comes up. 
these emotions aren't easy. And this is one small example of something that was quite insignificant as opposed to pain that has shown up in other areas of my life. But maybe forgiveness is an act of loving yourself so much that when this pain shows up, we don't judge it. Of course we're reacting this way. Of course I didn't want to be next to that person on the mat. Of course it was a super uncomfortable scenario for me. And of course I'm not happy I went through that experience. I'm not happy that happened. But the kindest thing I can do for myself in that moment is meet myself on that mat, take the power away from the other person. That person's doing their practice, living their life. I can focus on me and my breath and my practice and my movement. And forgiveness is so tricky because so many of us might choose to block it out, repress, send anger. We feel a pain point and we shy away from it. But what happens when we meet it? What happens when we meet pain? And what happens when forgiveness is simply the act of giving yourself kindness in that moment? It has nothing to do with the other person, nothing to do with their actions. Those per that person or that lesson isn't in your life to provide you with love and support. They're showing up as a challenge. And how do we meet ourselves in that? How do we love ourselves through that? Off the back of my last episode where Kat and I were talking about when you have to say goodbye to somebody. And I said, sometimes it's how you choose to remember that person. I had a friend say to me, I also think that sometimes you have to choose to vilify that person so that you can mourn and grieve them and move forward with your life. Because if we romanticize memories, then maybe it holds on to false hope. And it was such a penny drop moment for me. It was just like this window of wisdom where sometimes forgiving could be vilifying someone in your mind if that is the way that you can love yourself through the pain. And they often say forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person you need to let go. And I used to get so angry at that. Let go of the memory. How do you let go of a memory or let go of a pain point when the pain shows up? But I'm trying to reframe this now as when you need to forgive someone, all you're doing is meeting yourself. And I think that the discourse around forgiveness needs to change. When someone hurts you and you forgive them, forgive but not forget is another quote that comes to mind. What does that mean? People do hurt us and this hurt does show up. And maybe we're reminded of this hurt when you're faced with it when they're next to you on a yoga mat, totally out of the blue, when you're not expecting it. I think we need to explore this realm of forgiveness, explore this realm of meeting ourselves rather than making it about the other person who caused us pain. And maybe when we do see those people or we're reminded of something, it actually has nothing to do with the other person. We might have made choices that person might no longer be in our life or they might be in our life in a different capacity but every time we're met with that challenge it's up to us how we respond to that so maybe something we can ask ourselves is what's the kindest thing I can do for myself right now the other day when I came back home from yoga I was doom scrolling and I saw a quote and it said hatred is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I thought, wow, that has completely encapsulated what I have been trying to voice about forgiveness. 
it actually has nothing to do with the other person because the pain that shows up only exists for you. It doesn't exist for them. If someone has hurt you, they're going on and living their life. Just as this person was for me in that yoga studio, this person was living their life in a beautiful yoga studio doing their own practice. And there I was in my realm of hatred and negativity and anger. And it was just a journey back to myself to heal that wound that showed up for me. And so I can thank that person for showing up because it allowed me to go back into that hurt and heal it a little bit deeper. What does healing look like? It looks like sitting with that uncomfort, that anger, those thoughts, and meeting them with the kindness and self-compassion. None of us want to be judged. So why do we judge ourselves? If we don't want to be judged by other people, yet we are walking around judging other people and judging ourselves, it's like this circle of judgment. I wish there was a more enlightened way to put it, but we think to ourselves the most horrible things. The things that I have said to myself are things that I could not say aloud to somebody. I could not look somebody else in the eyes and say to them what I say to myself, but I speak to myself so negatively. And yet people say to me, how are you so positive? But the work for me has been quietening that negative voice and bringing the component of my compassion forward to not give that voice power. And so maybe when we're looking at a topic such as forgiveness, we can look at another person or a pain point with disgust or hurt. We can look at another person with a negative emotion. But really, what is that doing internally to us? It's poisoning us. When we look out to another person with hatred, we're drinking the poison. But what does it look like to not drink the poison? How do we replace the poison with golden turmeric latte or some type of soothing herbal tea? Maybe it's looking at that person and saying, I don't understand that. I will never understand that. But I will hold myself through that pain and get myself through that pain. Maybe forgiveness is as simple as that. Maybe forgiveness is more complex. Maybe it's this pain is so real and it resides in my body and I need to find a safe space to find the way through this feeling, this emotion, this pain. But maybe ultimately the forgiveness comes in a gift of being grateful for the present. Maybe the pain and the lesson simply redirects us to what's happening right now around us. And that could be peace. It could be love. It could be calm. It could be joy. It could be that whilst coexisting with another emotion because we're complex human beings. But I challenge myself. I challenge myself to be met next to that person on my mat. I hope I'm next to that person on my mat. And I hope the next time I can leave that person on their mat and come back to my mat. And when I hear that person taking deep breaths next to me, even though I remember so clearly what they said to me, the words and how it pretty much jabbed through a layer of my confidence. When I hear that person breathing, rather than sending hate their way and questioning why they're breathing loudly, and I just come back to my own breath and my own sound, that it will have nothing to do with what's going on around me and everything to do with what's going on inside of me. So I'll leave everybody with this question to ponder. How can we rethink a pain point? What is the kindest thing we can say to ourselves about that pain point? And how can we look at it in a way with gratitude and compassion leading forward as opposed to ego, proving a point, fighting, tightening, tightening our bodies, our chest, our jaws, our forehead, our eyebrows? 
how can we relax into it? I really question because it's a challenge for me too. Some lessons are so hard to look at and I don't think I can ever understand it, but I can look at it with gratitude and love for myself for how I got through it. And maybe that's all forgiveness looks like, thanking myself for getting through it and the lessons learned from it. And then we don't need to drink that poison. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast on forgiveness. I hope that it was some food for thought on what that might look like for you. And after my first episode, I really loved how you guys came to me and gave me some of your thoughts and we had some further discussion as to, yeah, what it looks like for you. So hopefully um, I hear from some of you. Give the potty a five star if you want to support. Um, Verbally share it around because Instagram scares me. And hopefully I will see you next week on the potty.